0: What's up, freaks? Welcome back to The ProgCast, presented by The Prog Space. I'm your host, Randy Salo, and with me as always, but virtually... Dario from The Freaks, ProgCast, presented by The Prog Space. Exactly. <laughs> this is episode 49, and we are joined today by a very special guest, Mr. John Courtney from Pure Reason Revolution. Hey, John, how you doing?
1: Yeah, good. I'm good, thank you. I'm just in the studio in Berlin.
0: Great to hear from you. Uh, Dario, why don't you let us know what we're going to do in this episode? Before we jump in with John talking about all things pure resin revolution,
2: I have a few things to say about the last uh, episode where we had a little interview with Morgan Bertet, drummer for Murath and Katinja. And um, as I promised, I, I asked him about his favorite... Uh, essential Murat songs and his favorite three current songs from other bands. And he sent me those songs and I put it in the playlist. Um, so for Murat, that was Believer, Monster in my Closet and Tales of the Sands. And the problem was Tales of the Sands is not on Spotify. Um, just for you guys to know, um, actually, it might be on the upcoming live record. Uh, so I can put it there for you then. And the other three songs were Yonder from Clone, uh, The Offering from Sleep Token, and Smartfront from Vola. I think that's all oh. all stuff we can get behind. Absolutely. Right? Uh, yeah, that was just a quick uh, thing I wanted to add for last episode. Uh, now, John, we have a little section called "What's in Your Walkman." Usually, when okay. we record at the studio, at the Moonbase Studio in Munich, uh, we, yeah. uh, Randy and I, we were kind of just talking about what we, we we've been listening to on on our commute. Um, but now it's as we are at home; <laughs> it's more like what what we are currently yeah. listening That's to in your
0: quarantine okay. playlist. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. So, any any. Um, songs or album you 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 particularly enjoyed maybe this morning or or last night or in the last days (laughs) Mm,
1: what did i have on i had on yesterday at home i had it's a band from the uk called london grammar and i had their record on the truth is a beautiful thing and (laughs) yeah they're just a three three piece band but really nice vocal really sort of yeah nice female vocals and there's sort of nice spooky pianos um yeah i don't know if you heard that those guys but they're worth checking out it sounds really fitting um yeah i i
0: i
2: do know know the them by name and i the one thing that pops into my mind when I hear about London grammar is that I yeah. somehow know that they have amazing vocal harmonies. So yeah. I'm looking forward to checking out that a little bit further. Uh,
1: any, any specific song recommendation from that record? I don't know. I just, you know, what? I just stuck it on in my, I just stuck on the record and I didn't even look at the tiles, oh. but ah, just okay. listen to the whole record. Cause it, but it's an album you can listen all the way through to. So it's,
2: Sure, sure. Yeah, we, I think really, we are all all prog heads. We we like to yeah. list complete albums. I'm I'm gonna pick one song for the playlist then that we're we're that the accompanying playlist to the prog cast. Yeah, that's this a episode. good okay. time
0: to mention that for those yeah. of you at home. Everything <laughs> we talk about on the show, we try to include one at least one track from any band uh, that we're talking about or what's in the Walkman or anything we nerd out about, we try to include that Dario puts that in his uh, uh, Spotify playlist, which you can find at the prog space without a space on Spotify. Uh, yes. And as a link in the description of this podcast, it should also be there. Yes. Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> should be there. Yeah, great. Uh,
2: yeah. Uh, sorry,
0: John, for interrupting.
2: Okay. You, you, you. wanted no, to right. mention, you, you wanted to mention anything else?
1: um i'm trying to think the uh the other i think it was about four or five days ago as well i revisited porcupine tree fear of a blank planet oh, i hadn't yeah. listened to that for a long time classic so and i'd forgotten how good anesthetize is so yeah so that was my <laughs> that was my listen a few days ago when i was yeah wondering hey, do you, I what's think...
0: going on on the planet I'm just curious, do you have that also uh, as as an LP?
1: I don't have it as LP, no. <laughs>
0: because I have an LP version of that album, and I'm not sure why, but it has more songs on it. Ah. Oh. Dario,
2: are you yeah, familiar with the album? Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, I saw I mean, them on, uh, on, their, on on the Fear of a Blank Planet tour. That was the one time I saw Pocket Pantry and, and it's my favorite Pocket Pantry album. I do have the CD version.
0: I was just going to grab it real quick because I, I <laughs> actually, I never thought to ask at least Dario, who's kind of a walking encyclopedia of Prague, if he knew, and I never realized why I have uh, more songs on it because I had the CD and then I bought the record yeah. and then was listening to the record and I was like, hey, this song's not on the CD. So uh, let me, let me just grab it so we can at least look for the song title because maybe we could add that to the playlist uh, for yeah. the people that don't, haven't heard it. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, sometimes
2: there are um, there are different uh, bonus tracks for different mm-hmm. editions. Uh, I think uh, you, John, you can also uh, yeah, from from your own experience with Pure Reason Revolution, I was just yeah. looking looking your various uh, various um, editions of your debut album, The Dark Third, yeah. for example. Up and there was like there were different tracks of, for the U.S. There and were. U.K. versions and, mm-hmm. and stuff, but they were all included in the uh, Inside Out reissue from 2011,
1: yeah. right? Yeah, I think that's right. So yeah, the the U.K. and U.S. version had differing tracks, but then I think everything got put together for that Inside Out release. So that's that's the best one to go for. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and do you remember what, what was the reason behind it? How, how, how did you? Did, was it a band decision, decision, or a label decision,
1: or how did it um, come about? I think I can't remember which one. I think the U.S. version of the album was, the, yeah, the U.S. version of the album was sort of the very the very first version we did and and then we did a few more tracks i think paul northfield had gone back to canada and then he came back to the uk and we did a few more tracks and that's when a couple of the new recorded tracks went on to the uk version oh, okay um and and then i think after we'd done a little bit of or I, yeah i think we were just approached by inside out um to license it to Europe, and then we, yeah, then I think we just, I think Thomas probably asked, you know, what what material have you got? Can we put it together? And we said, yeah, let's just, you know, why not stick all the material on there? Yeah, um, cool. Yeah, so it's simple.
0: Yeah. Hey, so I'm ready to nerd out about this porcupine tree uh, <laughs> LP. So I I, okay. I bought this um, in it would have been like 2009, so it wouldn't have been like a reissue or anything, but on the yeah. LP. So uh, the original, um, or at least the 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 like CD track listing, is starts with "Fear of a Blank Planet," then "My Ashes," yes. uh, yeah. uh "Sentimental," "Way yeah. Out of Here," and then "Sleep Together." So I have yes. like six tracks, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's that's a lot more like on the that's... LP. <laughs> so it starts with uh-huh. "Fear of a Blank Planet" on side A, and then "My Ashes," and uh-huh. then a song called "Cheating the Polygraph," and uh-huh. then
2: ah. I think it was, it, it, was it maybe on the Nil Recurring EP, the,
0: the other? Uh, it could very well be because Nil Recurring is also on here. Uh, so ah. side, side, B, side B then is, anast- for the first record, is uh, um, anesthetize or however you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> then side C is sentimental, way out of here and sleep together. And then there's a side D that has Nil Recurring, normal, and what happens now. So Okay. I guess it's so, somehow a combination yeah. of the EP and the record. Anyway, it's much yeah. longer. All right. <laughs> but great choice. I have to go back yeah. and check that out now. Um, especially yeah. since Stephen Wilson has new music out, and mm-hmm. I think it's probably really far away from what they were doing in Porcupine Tree back then. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I heard something new from Stephen, and it was quite electronic sounding, I yep. think.
0: I think it's uh, the, the first the, the, single that's been out, yeah. out
1: now. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm interested Pers- to see if that's if that's sort of how the, the whole album sounds or if that's just a sort of, I don't know.
2: Yeah, the, just, uh, the song was called Personal Shopper, I think. and Yeah, it was, yeah that's it. Yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, well, judging from To The Bone, that was quite diverse, that record. So,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. I would c- say... That, could, uh, his stuff is always kind of diverse, but then again, they always have kind of a theme musically, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like uh, yeah. to the bone was definitely more poppy and stuff, but and yeah. inside there, all the songs were quite diverse. Where if you yeah. look back at um uh, the, his first solo record, it was all a bunch of noise stuff. It was also super diverse, but in, yeah, yeah, right? But but still had. Yeah uh yeah. had diversity but had a kind of over overarching kind of yeah. musical theme uh, so. great
2: grace for drowning and Jazz. um especially um um also the raven that refused to sing had like Jazz. one feel <laughs> yeah yeah,
1: yeah. But
2: like yeah when it, like the overarching atmosphere was quite coherent i thought yeah yeah and uh might not be the case with with to the bone but we'll see what yeah. his next record will what what, what yeah. he'll come up with
0: um now randy it's your turn what's in your work man uh something totally different i guess uh, i've been listening a lot to the new mercure album um uh, which is yeah um i don't know Beautiful. if uh, if john if you know mercure i guess kind of no, originally I don't, I don't know them Originally, One Woman Black Metal, I think, is maybe, like, the original. And, like, she always infused a lot of folk, um, Scandinavian folk stuff into the music. And so earlier albums were part brutal and then part, like, beautiful. Kind of a Mm -hmm. crazy mix of stuff. But this this album seems to be um, without any brutality in the black metal sense and is very... um, yeah, very mellow, very beautiful. I mean, her singing very, is just amazing, ethereal. Yeah, very ethereal. I listen to it as well. but yeah. but has um, but all kind of based in this folk songs of Scandinavia. I think she's Danish, um, but there's definitely yes. like, of course, like from, from the whole, the whole, yeah. Um, and she's got some really cool videos online right now where she. Um, sort of shows some traditional instruments that she used on the record and some styles of singing and where they come from and stuff. So it's kind of immersive, I find. I really like it. And I think okay. this may be not something I would have listened to as often in the normal hustle and bustle commute of like going to the office and, you know, like being on the road. But definitely like this this time at home, it's it's like the perfect backdrop for, yeah. Staying calm. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: What about you, Dario? Yeah.
2: Um, well, uh, yesterday I was listening to two amazing upcoming records, uh, very, very different. Uh, one is from a French uh, synth wave artist called Volcore X. He's um, announced to play Euroblast this year already. And. Um, his new album is coming out very, very soon. Um, it is called This is Our Planet. This is Our Planet now, and it is amazing. It's like, yeah, proggy synth wave um, features our boy Feather on guitars on the opening song, and is is just really really cool stuff and uh goes beyond the i would say traditional synthwave genre um and uh includes a lot of uh yeah other other styles and it's quite quite heavy and it's proggy and it's awesome i'm i'm i listened to it nice. once last night and i'm really looking forward to listen listening to it a lot more in the coming days and the other album that's also coming very soon um, is from a very old school german prog metal band it's probably the oldest german prog metal band uh they were founded i think in 1986 that that is when i was born (laughs) um i'm talking about mekong delta oh yeah and i also got their upcoming album in the mail yesterday and they always been in, they always kind of had those, a lot of classical influences without being symphonic. They rarely had any keyboard samples or anything. It was just in their way to write music, to use harmonies and stuff, all the while being very metal and very thrashy. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: um, kind of a classic um, German metal 80s f- feel, I guess.
2: Yeah, but the, and, and uh, yeah, the cool thing was they didn't have any power metal keyboards or, okay. or anything. And uh, this is going to be, I think, the second album with uh, singer Martin Lamar, who was, also, who was also singing with Tomorrow's Eve and was singing with uh, French keyboardist Vivienne Leloux. Uh, who has a deep voice and like not this high power metal voice? Um, and the new album is called Tales of a Future Past, and I listened to it once last night. And there's one single out already for Volker X. There's two singles out already. Two brilliant albums, very very different from two very far away um, edges of the prog scene but
0: that's (laughs) it's kind of funny that the title does not tell me that it's not a power metal album (laughs) you know and it's called tales (laughs) from something
2: (laughs) well tales of a future past could Mm -hmm. also be actually the title of the volkor x album because uh synthwave has this kind of retro futuristic feel
0: mostly
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what i mean i feel you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and what's the name? Is it did you say it's Volcore X? Yes. Okay. I'll yes. check that out.
2: Yeah, very cool stuff. Um so that was what's in our Walkman's uh Walkman, I still don't know how to pronounce Walkman. uh, how, 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 Yeah. <laughs> well, what's,
0: Walkman's what, what
2: what's what's the the plural of Walkman? Anyway. Um <laughs> We have a special guest today, John. Hey, we do. <laughs> cool, cool to have you on the show. Uh, you have a band, I heard, and that band is called Pure Reason Revolution. And, That's right. Uh, we, uh, when, when Randy was picking up his uh, Fear of Blank Planet LP, we, we already talked a bit about uh, you, the debut album, um, The Dark Third, that was released in 2006, if I'm not mistaken.
1: That sounds about right, yeah. <laughs> That's what Frog Archives <laughs> said. Trust Dario, he probably knows. <laughs> okay. I believe them. That sounds right, Dario. <laughs> um,
2: and well, I I remember um yeah, probably your breakout song, breakout hit the bright ambassadors of morning being a mm-hmm. actually a huge hit on Progolus Radio, which I was listening to very, very much uh, in these years back then okay. and uh we 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 all loved the sound the vocal harmonies and uh um it was something fresh something new but still had like these influences we we were familiar with yeah and mm-hmm. um and then i also had the chance to see you guys live once uh and then now i looked up uh, at setlist of m and I looked for yeah. pure Reason revolution Munich, and I I remembered was at the club called Fifty Nine to One, and now oh, I saw you played there twice in two thousand nine and two thousand eleven, and I have no idea <laughs> which one which which concert I saw. <laughs>
1: okay, <laughs> okay, but, but I remember, I, know, I know the awesome. club, yeah, I know. The
2: yeah, club. I, I remember it was it was awesome. I I really liked it. <laughs>
1: You you're not actually, sure which show the,
2: the, the, the only other band or the only other show I saw in that club was um King's X uh nice.
1: with, okay. support,
2: with support from Clone.
1: <laughs> okay. Whoa yeah. Ah, okay. That's yeah. a good venue. It's a nice nice venue.
2: Um, that was my little backstory uh, for Pure Reason Revolution. Um, John, why okay. don't <laughs> us and our listeners about your backstory with Pure Reason Revolution. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. And there's, it's been a long journey until now um, and a lot happened. Uh, just tell us where, where you came from back then and, and uh, how did you end up here with your fourth album that's about to come out
1: okay well we had let me think about it um if i rewind to the time of the bright ambassadors of morning so the the project started at university um we did some demos for a university project because the university um course was like a music production course so One of the projects was make an EP or something like that. So we recorded a few tracks. One of them was The Bright Ambassadors of Morning. We then sent, I think we packaged up CDs, took them to the post box, and sent them off to some labels, uh, some promoters, some management people. And then from that, we sort of got some, I think we got a couple of plays on the radio in the UK. We got some interest from managers. And a couple of labels came down to the shows and, And then we ended up doing, we did a deal with Sony, um, and then, yep, did a record with Paul Northfield. He came over to the UK and we did that there. Then we did a little bit of touring in the UK. Um, We played with a band called Mew, which you might know, a Danish band, Yeah. Um, yeah, and they, they sort of fit in, I don't know, into the sort of broad spectrum of prog, I guess. And to be honest, frog,
2: something like that, maybe. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then we sort of were playing in the UK, and we thought, you know, do we? we, You know, we don't really have much of an audience here, a little bit. And and then we sort of, I think we we got maybe in contact with Thomas, or he contacted um, Sony in the UK and said he wanted to license the record. Over over here on the continent, and then yeah. I think we you know we came over and did our first shows. We we supported Blackfield, and then we supported Porcupine Tree, nice. and we didn't really know we didn't really uh, know uh, about uh, this whole prog scene over
2: here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hang on a second, you, you, when you talk about Thomas, it's uh, Thomas Barber from Inside Out, I that's guess. That's right.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> um, and we sort of didn't know that there, you know, it was it was completely new to us. So it was nice to sort of see an audience and see people that were into it, um, that we were previously oblivious to, you know, playing just small club shows in the UK. Um, so anyway, we did those tours. Um, maybe we did a few headline shows as well. Oh, yeah, we did because you saw us in Munich yeah. <laughs> uh, doing our own shows. Um And I think, you know, this first record we did, The Dark Third, it was fitted in with the, you know, progressive rock scene. And like you said, it it had familiar influences to you that people liked, but also it had something a little bit new. Um, And what we did after The Dark Third is we slightly exploded our fan base or the people that had got into us by doing two further records that were really quite different. Um, So... Yeah, I mean, AVO was a lot more electronic, and then maybe Hammer and Anvil was a bit more rocky, but sort of more industrially still electronic, but not really so progressive. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so that sort of slightly exploded the, the progressive rock fan base we had. After that... You then, mean by then being progressive? Um, <laughs> <laughs> by pro- progressing, but sort of into... Into different genres, so I'm not too sure if that counts. Um, <laughs> well, Radiohead did it. I mean. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah.
2: that's that's the the, the the never answered question yeah. everywhere. What is
0: progressive? <laughs> well, what is
2: progressive? Yeah. We won't dive into that. We because,
0: dived into <laughs> it on the on the show into the machine. Actually, that's you should listen yeah, to but, Stephen Wilson's okay. uh, um, his idea of progressive. That's that's a good place yeah. to start.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think. Uh, I mean, then then Purity Revolution finished, and I did a project Bullet Height. Um, you know that I did the record here in Berlin. Then we toured a little bit in the UK. We played a few shows in Germany, and then that's what sort of led to this Puritan Revolution happening again because it came to the end of the album cycle with Bullet Height, and I sort of thought, well, what what's happening now? time to make another Bullet Height record or I don't know what's happening. So I took a break from music for maybe six months and then when I did come back into the studio, um, the demos that sort of just were naturally sort of coming out didn't sound like Bullet Height, but it sounded more progressive and it sounded more like Pure Reason Revolution. So that's when I thought if this is actually gonna be something, if this is gonna work as Pure Reason Revolution, then I need to pick up the phone and speak to Chloe. So I yeah, so I sent her a message, and then we met up in London. And I said, "What do you think about you know doing *Cruise Revolution* again around the same time? Played us some music as well." And she said, "Yep, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Let's do it." <laughs> um, so then we then we yeah then we sort of got on with making the album. Thomas Weber, at *Inside Out*, again got involved because you know he was really into the material that he heard. Yeah. Um, and then we yeah we did Midsummer Prog last last summer as a sort yes. of launch to say we're back and yeah I have, I heard a, friends, uh, heard a
2: lot of friends I heard a lot of friends who've been there raving about your energetic yeah. show
1: <laughs> yeah so it was a really nice show we had yeah we had luck we had a really beautiful day and it was a really good crowd really nice sort of setting for the for the festival and yeah it sort of went all worked out perfectly. And then, so then here we are now, yeah, with the record finished and coming out, you know, in in ten days actually.
0: So I have a I have a quick question to interject here because I mean you had a lot of years where you were I mean I think you were already surprised to find yourself in the the Prague scene to begin with years ago with your debut, and then it sounds like you were you were pretty much kind of out of the scene for uh, ten years or or nine years something like this
1: i guess so yeah from uh, from finishing in 2011 yeah
0: and i would say that uh you know a lot has happened in the prog scene a lot of a lot of there's been a lot of developments i think in you know what prog yeah. is and progressions kind of all, yeah yeah <laughs> who, who who would have thought uh and um, i'm interested from your perspective not really trying to write music for that audience, and, and maybe not even being immersed in that scene like a lot of the artists in the scene are. Um, yeah. What is your perspective on like, on the, on coming back to the prog scene and like, seeing these audiences and, you know, them hearing your music, and, and I'm just curious, it, it feels like you have a little bit of an outsider view, uh, yeah. or an accidental prog scene, <clears throat> you know, artist. Yeah. Which I think is really
1: fascinating. <laughs> I'm. You know what? I'm. I'm not too sure. I think. I think that it is now broader than it was. Uh, you know, there's bands like us included in it. There's there's bands like Mew I can't give you other examples because I, I don't listen to. My my new music consumption is so terrible <laughs> that I really just sort of stick to our staple. Our staple influences. You know, we have. Yeah, we have bands like King Crimson, Pink Floyd, yes, but they're thrown in there with with Nine Inch Nails, with uh, with ELO, with Air, with Nirvana, mm-hmm. with Smashing Pumpkins. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I, You're and I, my I don't, now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my new stuff is just really, really rubbish I, I just don't really. I, I catch little bits, like I said, this London grammar thing, and then. You know, I I I hear little bits um, of records, but I don't. Yeah, there's nothing I could sort of focus in on and tell you about.
0: I would definitely I definitely like in the, in the scene. It's cool that you mentioned smashing pumpkins cuz that uh, kind of like from the new record which I absolutely love by the way. It's yeah. it's so up my alley. Um <laughs> yeah. The guitars have kind of a sort of like this Billy Corgan kind of fuzz sound. Yeah. Like uh and and I yeah, really yeah. like that in in my prog actually. So um <laughs> Yeah.
1: Very cool very no, cool influence. No, I, yeah. I was a huge fan. Yeah, definitely, and 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 I actually love you know I love bands like the the Smashing Pumpkins that didn't they did they progressed you know they started as a grunge band at the forefront of that and then you know then they moved into you know did a very brave record with the door hmm. um, yeah and I like it that you know they didn't just just stick with their sort of um, the formula they had that they you know they they changed and. Absolutely. Yeah, and I love those records. I think I hated A Door when I first heard it, but now it's, okay. you know, it's one of my favorite Pumpkins records.
0: Yeah, Melancholy is actually one of my favorite albums, actually. Yeah. From... Yeah, yeah. Hmm. That's yeah.
1: Uh, that,
2: that, that's where I'm out. <laughs> As the total prog nerd. <laughs> yeah.
1: But, but, but yeah, I think, I, you know, Gum... I, I Sorry, have, you, yeah, your question of the scene, like the prog it, scene. Yeah, I don't know, but I I think now it is broader. So yeah, I think absolutely. There are, yeah.
0: I feel like we have a lot of more. Yeah. We're talking more about bands um, that even have this kind of like grunge influence. There's a lot of '90s stuff coming back. I mean, we have it in yeah. our band without necessarily trying, mm-hmm. but it's just in the roots of us. Um, and I yeah. think you see that in general in the scene. So, um, yeah. I, I think it's kind of an exciting time because you, you really can get a mix of things that are still kind of in the sort of dream theater direction and like super crazy and technical. And then you have another side that's also experimental yeah. in, in other ways in like other emotions or other soundscapes and stuff like that. So yeah. I think it's really cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, uh, two two to, two prime examples would be Leprous and, and Agent Fresco. Absolutely. Or okay. Marathon recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had this Leprous
1: mentioned a couple of times, yeah.
2: <laughs> you probably uh, shouldn't start with their older stuff because that's more extreme metal. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. Yeah, like, but definitely Molina. I mean, uh, definitely in yeah. um, uh, Pitfalls. pitfalls. You know, I mean, these are definitely yeah. like going into a totally different direction.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay. The last two albums, and yeah, Agent Fresco. We've been waiting for the third <laughs> album for years now. Okay. Um, they're from Iceland, and um, um, actually, the cool thing is, I I, I didn't know that the um, film composer who won the Oscar. Uh, hmm. She's the sister of the Agent Fresco guitar player. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Okay. Well, Lizard, that's some new stuff for me to check out then, so I can sound more cutting edge on the prog scene. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and the singer, actually, he, uh, Arner Dan, is also working with another famous Icelandic composer, uh, the guy that did the Broadchurch music. Yeah. Olaf war i'm gonna butcher the name oh that was cool uh and and he's also doing his own yeah kind of pop stuff so yeah
1: okay
0: iceland Uh, i mean (laughs) there's something about iceland
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 great but
2: i i I actually could could see agent fresco for example also as a good um touring fit for for pure reason revolution absolutely um Uh, Speaking of of which, I mean, uh, provided that things will get better in time, Mm -hmm. you guys have uh, lined up an appearance at the prestigious Night of the Prague Festival this year in July. And then in October, a co-headlining tour with Gaspacho.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so we have two, two festivals this summer. We've got Night of the Prague and then the night after we play a festival in uh near london it's a place it's a festival called rambling man festival oh yeah um oh. so we ha- they have a prog stage and we're we're on there but i think yeah and then we have the the festivals sorry the the tour booked for october with the as well so fingers crossed things are things have improved by then
0: yeah <laughs> uh, now the, the the new album drops on april 3rd correct that's right. From yeah. Inside Out. And, and, and do you, I mean, how, do you, how are you feeling right now? I mean, this is like, we're all in this like crazy pandemic world. Um, yeah. We've certainly seen how it's affecting tours, uh, shows in general. Um, how do you feel about releasing an album during this time?
1: I don't know. We did sort of speak to the label and said, you know, is this, is this an issue? Yeah, I, and I think because we don't have specific shows around the release, I don't think it has such a huge effect. Um, yeah. You know, if if you were sort of relying on this tour to sort of sell the record that was right around the the album release, then yeah, it could be a problem. But mm-hmm. I don't know. They they said it doesn't really matter. They said you know let's get out there. That's our plan. We've had a couple of lead tracks so far, so. You know, yeah. there's, I think there was one of the guys who just mentioned. You know, it's it's a good time for people to you know get it home and give it a spin. You know, people are people are at home. Absolutely, they've got time to to give records a good listen to. So,
0: and they need them um, the right now, I think. So, yeah. Um, this is also maybe good. yeah, yeah exactly. I mean um, I don't know what um, the expectations would be for physical sales I mean I know that Inside mm. Out of course distributed all over to the main you know um, record stores and yeah. stuff but I guess mail order may not be hurt right uh, anything sure. coming from Amazon or or stuff like that people can still order the album from from yeah. Inside Out and stuff yeah
1: yeah that was mentioned that yeah the physical sales probably won't be what they would would normally be but yeah again, I that think, doesn't matter they should catch up and yeah,
2: yeah I, th- I think um postal services are a bit overwhelmed and could yeah. be that they close down yeah. for a little bit i don't know we don't know but but in this day and age um digital release always uh, you can do it and at any time you're yeah. not dependent that much on uh, on the postal services anymore and yeah. I mean, people can, can can stream the album yeah. uh, on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever and um, yeah. get familiar with the record and then hopefully the tour will come along and you can sell Whole bunch of LPs
0: there, right?
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, that would be the plan. (laughs) Yeah, because I
0: did see on your Facebook page the 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 artwork and the packaging for the for the new album is really great, you know. And I'm sure that that people will want to have it. So, um...
1: yeah, yeah, I think it's you know it's well for me, you know, I do still, I do, I listen to records. You know, I still have a, a collection and. Yeah, it, for me, it's really important to have the physical copy. You know, some lyrics to flick through. Yeah. Um, you know, you Absolutely. remember the day that you bought the record or the day it arrived in the post. It's a whole thing. It's an experience. It's not just you know tapping on your phone and yeah. So <laughs> uh, hopefully, you know, people will, and there are some nice additions. Yeah, we've got you know various colored vinyls and and stuff like that. So yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm just looking at it and it's it looks dope.
1: yeah but I think just going back to something you said um, I think the expectation for sales you know who knows if it will be affected by this Corona thing but you know the label we're very fortunate to have a a very supportive label with Inside Out and you know they already said to us look we're in this for the the long run you know they believe in us as artists and you know that they already want to, to make the next record so yeah um that's great. Right. You know, yeah. we're not gonna <laughs> and and actually something that has been affected is I was meant to be flying to Portland, Oregon on the twelfth of April to do some to do some new demos, to do some new recording. Oh, okay. But that's obviously not gonna be happening um, yeah. because of the situation. But yeah. That's a shame. But um yeah.
0: And I guess a lot there's of a spins. lot of press will be done over the phone and stuff, obviously, now.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's been... I think we I had a couple of meetups, um, you know, probably about a month ago or something. But yeah, there's mainly phoners and things like that now.
0: Yep.
2: Uh, um. Just w- one thing that, that came to my mind now uh, mm-hmm. with your reunion and uh, the new album. Um, yeah. it's, uh, just, uh, um, um, uh, Chloe and you right now, um, mm-hmm. th- th- before that was like a whole band, right? And now it's like the yeah. two of you and you did, did, did you play all the instruments, uh, on the album, you two guys, or, um, did you so have, there's,
1: I- <laughs> So on this record, yeah, let me, th- I just mentioned about this Portland, Oregon trip. And the guy that's there is Greg Young. And he was the original guitarist in Pure and Revolution. So back in, right. back at the university time. So, so we actually collaborated on a couple of tracks on Youp on mm-hmm. this record. But he, hadn't, he didn't play in the, the previous, in the two albums before this. Um, he was just around for the dark third time. Um, um. So yeah, we collaborated on a couple of tracks on Uptnear, and then the plan was to go over to him and you know work on some new stuff for for the next record. But yeah, so we so we recorded on two tracks, and then the rest um, I cracked on within Berlin. Chloe and I did a lot of the vocals. We did we did a couple of sessions um, together, but then most of it was done remotely. So. You know, I'd send her over some vocal parts. She'd send some back to me. I'd send some harmony ideas. She'd she'd send some back, and so it was it was done remotely for a lot of it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. But I, you know, I play guitar. I play, program the drums. Play the keyboards and do the production. And then we had Daniel Bergstrand, who's based in Sweden. He mixed it.
0: Wow. All right. That I didn't realize. Yeah. yeah. That's mm-hmm. yeah, great,
1: man. And
2: and and and, and uh, Chloe is also the playing the bass, right? If I remember, yeah, ra- that's right.
1: Correctly, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um,
2: so, uh, so for the live shows, you're gonna you're gonna have uh, session musicians stepping in to fill up yeah. the
1: stage, probably. Yeah, <laughs> we had for the for the um for the Midsummer prog we had. Two guys that are based in Berlin. We had a guy we had Michael Torres on drums and then we had Paul Mullen on guitar. And that just it, it basically came down to sort of practicality. Um, yeah to, to rehearse in London was so expensive. Mm. <laughs> uh you know, we could we could use a place here really cheaply, um, in the same studio building that I had. You know, those guys were based here. We could just get Chloe over here and you know, we're not in a position where we're getting huge fees for gigs. So so we just need to make it work yeah. on the budgets. Um, and so that's for it to be based here and with musicians, you know, based here as well.
0: So.
2: Yeah. But I think it's uh, it's a, g- a great time to have Pure Reason Revolution back in the proxy scene as, as we yeah. were talking earlier that this kind of new... Um uh, new elements are getting some traction in the prog scene It's I mean, the prog scene has been scolded, I think a long time from like mainstream uh, um, yeah. magazines for being like uh, uh, like, yeah, having their noses the stuck up their butts <laughs> some somewhere and like not listening to anything past 1973 or whatever um yeah um, so yeah it's, it's super refreshing i think that that there's um yeah a lot of new artists but also artists that been around for like 10 years or something that are going yeah. new direction they're bringing in fresh some fresh ideas and and uh, yeah you, you guys definitely have 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 that uh, thing as well and and fit in there. In the, within the new Prague,
0: yeah. <laughs> hey, we don't normally. Yeah, and I think you know. From, <laughs>
1: go ahead, John. Go on. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I just think, yeah, for us, you know, we we unashamedly have progressive rock influences, um, and that's you know that's part of the that's it's a it's a big part of our sound. But you know, there is also, you know, there's this grunge grunge part as well, and then also for the vocal part, you know, there's even. Fleetwood Mac influence or Crosby mm-hmm. Stills and Nash, which and, and the Beach Boys, which, you know, was mm. the whole inspiration behind the, the sort of vocal part to Puries and Revolution. But yeah, you know, we are we are in this genre and yeah, we're looking forward to sort of getting out there and playing shows like, you know, Night of the Prog. It's a great it's a great festival, isn't it? So, you know. Yeah. We're I've been very a, happy to be I've been part a couple of, the of prog.
0: times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. We don't normally like get too d- too detailed about like the production of albums on the show, um, but because mm-hmm. we've been talking about your sound and we brought up specifically your guitar, uh, I mean, I would be w- interested in what Chloe does on the bass side of things. Um, but since she's not here, maybe you could tell us a little bit about um, like the gear you use to write the songs and what you use to record, like how you achieve some of these some of these super fuzzy guitar sounds and.
1: Yeah. Um so guitars wise, yeah, I I just have a couple of a couple of fenders. I have a Jazzmaster and a thin line uh fender. I actually my my sort of go to <laughs> for the guitars is I have a pod two.
0: Uh oh, from Line which 6. which
1: I've had for many years. Yeah. 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 Which I had I must have bought that in maybe two thousand and three or something like that. Oh well. And I, I still I still use that a lot. I have um, I have a I have a really horrible distortion pedal which is called the Coron distortion, which I bought when I was probably about twelve years old in a secondhand shop um, in Sheffield in the UK, and this pedal gives this really sort of horrible fuzz. So if you, I just plug that direct in plus with a couple of pods, plus with um, an amp. Um, I just have a a Marshall valve amp. So I usually put a mic on that. If I sort of make this combination of about five guitars, that's kind of my key. If if we're going for sort of the full fat distortion, then that's my sort of blend.
0: Yeah, I mean, very interesting. And also, I mean, having Daniel Bergstrand as the the mixer is also Mm. an interesting choice. I mean, I'm sure that he's really diverse, but when I hear his name, I often think of... More extreme metal, you know, like yeah. um, I don't know, Masuga. I mean, he's doing a lot of stuff in this direction, right? Um,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he is more of yeah. I, we didn't sort of fit directly into what he normally does, I suppose. But I think he, I think he enjoyed doing it. I think it was a bit of a challenge when I, I sent him sort of hundreds of tracks for <laughs> all those for fuzz guitars. <laughs> yeah, and and the vocal, you know. I think he was a bit overwhelmed. Well, not overwhelmed, but he, yeah, just it was a lot of work for him. I think, um, but you know, we had a nice relationship, and yeah, it worked. The mixes came out really well. So
0: sounds terrific, but, uh, I, I must um, say. I mean,
1: yeah, but uh, he's uh, he's definitely like a specialist with the drum sound, which is really nice because that's yep. something that I'm sort of definitely not. Good at doing in the studio.
0: I want to say that they they have done a lot of work with with. The, I mean, like they're the tune Track guys, right? I mean, didn't they yeah. sort of develop this whole thing with tune Track and like? I believe um, so. Yeah, uh, drum samples.
1: Yeah, I believe he's done a lot of work with that. Yeah, so he definitely did. Yeah, gets really killer drum sounds. Um, yeah, so that was that was really nice to to just kind of you know get it to get 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 happy with the productions myself and then say you know i've done it as far as i can do it just hand it over to someone else and then they can mix it speaks
2: for his versatility when i look uh, up his production uh uh uh, references it's 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 the who's who of extreme metal absolutely
1: (laughs) okay i didn't even know who these bands were so (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah i mean darkane meshuga i'm sure he worked with soil work i'm sure i mean so- soil work um in flames in flames of course ah, that's yeah. it, in flames. a lot of in flames uh, but these bands always have great sounding productions so I behemoth mean, <laughs> behemoth yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah, now yeah curies and revolution <laughs> yeah. yeah it's the We're new added. it's the new progressive <laughs> See, it's <laughs> yeah. all, it's all, it's all coming it's together. The universe, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your older brother's progressive rock. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I'm, I'm interested to see how people take take to the record. So hopefully, it's out soon. Let's see what the uh, progressive world. I, think I,
2: I is. have heard from a lot of uh, people being excited about the return of pure resin revolution, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, um. As I said, I think it's it's, it's a, even though you didn't, um, it it wasn't something that you calculated with that you're coming yeah. back now that this kind of prog is a thing. <laughs> um, it it just happens for you guys or for your for your um,
0: the compositions
2: align. to go go back into that the direction. So uh, yeah, it's. Uh, and I would happy coincidence. I would also <laughs> say that yeah.
0: Thomas uh, at Inside Out is also kind of keying into this more and more. You know, with bands like Port Noir and yeah, yeah. so I yeah, mean, yeah, there's some there's something happening behind the scenes too.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, he's he's always selecting or yeah, he's always releasing interesting bands. I think totally. Um, I think one one band that I really liked that they had was um ocean size as well i don't know if you guys know them yeah right but, um, sure, yeah sure. but yeah i know he's definitely got his finger on the pulse
2: while still um keep it, keeping up the old school stuff i mean Absolutely. i think i yeah. think the new kansas album is also gonna be on inside out
1: okay
0: there's there's a kansas album coming up i would definitely say john you know good luck with the release i hope that um you know in terms of the record sales thing i hope that uh you get millions of streams at least on on digital (laughs) and that uh the fans are ordering already you know pre-ordering the album and stuff like that so that you don't take too much of a hit during this time
1: yeah well, let's let's hope so. I think it, it seems to be positive. The reaction from the from the first couple of tracks we've had out, um, yeah, seems to be sort of very positive. That it's back to a bit more of the sound of the debut records. So. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Be- be- before we uh, say goodbye and and close the this mm-hmm. cool episode, uh, maybe um, you could uh, tell. Us and our listeners, your, what would your three quintessential pure, pure reason revolution songs, what would they be?
1: Yeah. I think you would have to go for Bright Ambassadors of Morning from the Dark Third. Um, then I think probably for my second record, AVO, go for Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, and then I would say for my new record, let's go for Silent Genesis.
0: It I would say they track. would be the three <laughs> tracks.
1: <laughs> I would say they'd be the three tracks to listen to. Yeah, I think, um, I, I, think I, I, nice.
2: I can get behind that absolutely.
1: Yeah, no, I think uh, yeah, they would be the three. So yeah, listen to those. If we're new to new to your ears, give those a spin.
2: I really hope we can meet at the night of the Prague and or Ah, your headline shows later this year. Fingers crossed, things are calming down. Until then, with the situation going on. Yeah. Um. -hmm. Thanks for being on the broadcast, John. It Was great talking to you. Yeah.
1: Great. Well, thanks for having me, guys.
0: Stay safe and healthy up there in Berlin.
1: Thanks. You two down there in down,
0: you two, yeah. down south. Sorry. Yeah. Down, south. <laughs> all, all right. <laughs> down,
1: down south. Downtown Munich. All right.
0: Down south. All right now. <laughs>
1: all right. See you all guys. All right. Take
0: care, John freaks out. The freaks podcast presented by the prog space is a production of Stuas media and is recorded at the moon Bay studios in Munich. The show is produced by Janine Stengel, Blake Lewis, Kai Metzner, Dario Albrecht, and myself, Randy M. Salo. Our theme music is provided by This Is Not An Elephant. Thanks for tuning in, freaks. See you next time. Freaks out.